Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Thursday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. I have a fairly good idea. I know what that means. What does that mean, Van? I'm pretty sure. I'm pre- pretty sure. Okay. I believe. Use your words. That uh, means the boys are here. I believe. How did I do? Love is the answer. Remember Blessed Union of the Soul? I remember the combination of words in English. I do not remember their music or what they look like or what they stood for. That's more your jam. Love will find a way. I think it's Christian rock. Is it? I think so. They did that. The name sounds Christian rocky. Yeah. They did that. Uh, It was a very popular song. Uh uh, something, something, Leonardo, my collection of DVDs, or something, something. You know what I'm talking about? A chicka chicka cherry cola? No. Is that a different one? It's the it's same. It's the same. It sounds like the same But song. it's not the same one. It's called, um, well, that I Believe song is the one I just said. But there's another one that's a banger, too. Hey, Leonardo is literally in the name of the song. Whenever you can, Griff, just hey, Leonardo. It's <laughs> Absolutely terrible song. I am Fred Slow alongside me, the one, the only, often confused for me, Van Nunley. Van, how are you? I'm doing better, buddy. Uh, what does that mean? What, well, you, you weren't doing well? I was worried. My, my laptop died last night. Okay, what were I you looking very, at? I was very worried. I think I got hacked by Russia. Let's retrace your steps here. What were you, uh, what were you looking at, guy? Well, nothing I'm going to admit on air. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, my laptop died for the first time in like five years. And, mm. you know, we got a lot of very important business that we do. And an overwhelming majority of it I do right here on this laptop. Okay. But I was saved by the graces of a dear friend. Got my hard drive, my old hard drive, right here in my hand. Okay. That seems to be functional. It's weird that you actually physically have it in your hand. It should be in a computer. Well, I mean, we switched out hard drives. All right. And now I gotta get the accoutrement on the internet. I'm gonna order it on the Ebay's or the Amazons, so I could transfer my old data to my new computer. So shout out to Dion. I have no clue what you're talking about. Fire relief drive this upcoming Saturday to benefit those affected by the Calf Canyon and Hermit's Peak fires. The 21st from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Come meet your boys at the Cottonwood Mall Cottonwood Mall parking lot. We're going to be, are we on the, so we're on the east side of the parking lot. I heard on the we're mall on the east side of the parking lot. That's on the west side of town. Yes, the okay. mall is on the west side of town, but we are on the east side of the parking lot. You and I will be there, but for some reason, Steph, they're breaking up Burton and Ernie, okay? I don't understand this. They're breaking up Abbott and Costello. They're breaking up Sonny and Cher. They're breaking up, what are some other famous, t- they're breaking up the Hart Foundation. They're breaking up the Rockers. They're ba- like they're breaking up your boys. Degrom and Scherzer. You guys are going to be there together, but not together. No, we will not be there together. No, 
So I will be there at like noon, and you will be there at like what two? Uh, I think I'm one to three. Oh, okay. So it's actually pretty close. So I'm gonna maybe it might I'm, be a little overlap. Maybe yeah. you just show a little late for yours. Yeah. He shows up a little early. But we will be there in the afternoon, is what we're saying. So come by, and if you bring like hygiene items or baby items or formula or diapers or linens or pillows or towels or toys or books or snacks or drinks or water or flashlight or batteries or phone chargers or sunscreen or new socks and undergarments and flip flops. You know what your boys will do? You know what we'll do for you right then? Wait. Back rub. Nope. It's Wait, what? Well, stop saying you you oh, we're not as past COVID as you think we are. Oh. What do we gotta do? You can't just rub everyone's back anymore. Again. Look, all right, the statute of limitations have passed, Fred. You, I can start rubbing everyone's back again. We'll have to get him, like, some kind of little arms or hands so he can touch people with, like, fake little plastic hands. Like baby doll hands? Like little Donald Trump hands? Look, I have those already, too. Yes, you do have those. Not, like, on my body. Like, I got a a whole bag of them. (laughs) Our partners of the program will give you, for your donation, what will we give you? We'll give you ticks. Oh, tickets. Yep. So we got tickets to Lobos football. We got tickets to the New Mexico Bowl. We got tickets to the Isotopes. Tickets to the New Mexico United we got tickets to the Balloon Fiesta. Are you hearing me, man? That's all cool stuff. So for your donation that helps people that are currently suffering from wildfires in northern New Mexico, uh, you have a chance to uh, get some accoutrement, get some uh, get some, some festivities. You know how much I like going to stuff? You're a big amenities guy. I like going to stuff, and I like doing stuff. Uh-huh. And you need tickets to do that. That's true. Yeah. Tickets! We'll just, we'll just give them to you. Hey, get your tickets here. One donation. We got you now. Are you giving us tickets to the 20s? Yeah, that's what, what I'm are doing. What are you doing there? Yeah. Gather around, y'all. Tickets for sale. And by sale, I mean donation. You have me one stinky bar. You're like, what's a stinky bar? Is that food? Is that, is that a deodorant stick? What is that? So we'll be out of Cottonwood Mall this Saturday. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to laugh a lot. We're going to enjoy that. Uh, also, you and I will be battling, oh gosh, how do you want to describe it? World's Worst Hangovers? Is that how we're going to describe it? If it's, well, okay, luckily we're not the morning shift. Oh, yeah. That's very fortunate. Because if we were the 8 o'clock guys, oh, that's... I'd be calling in. No, no. I'll probably be going to bed at 8 o'clock. That's correct. Yeah. So Bob Clark and BV and, and kind of the KOB crew will be over there in the morning. KKOB, I apologize to everyone who's a fan of that program. But we'll be there in the afternoon because Friday night is for the boys. So we're doing the show tomorrow, similar to the way we're doing it tonight. We're on until 6.15 this evening when we hand the broadcast over to the Albuquerque Isotopes. And then again tomorrow, uh, strike it and repeat it. And then we are immediately, Griff, you're invited as, as the designated driver. You're invited, Griff, to go with us as we are attending Brandon Ortega's bachelor party tomorrow night that's pretty so sweet. that's gonna be a sweet that's gonna sweet. be a wild night so if you uh to follow our social media if you want to crash because <laughs> i'm not joking i'm gonna i'm gonna really blow this thing up i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna embarrass this whole thing I, everywhere we go i'm gonna get asked to leave well we're only gonna be at all these places for an hour of pop so yeah. you gotta do some damage you gotta do some yeah when we show up these unnamed places on an unnamed street in an unnamed neighborhood. Yeah, not a lot of options in town, though. You're going to yeah. be able to figure it out real easy. The odds are pretty good. Are pretty good. 505-246-0610. Connect with your boys. You can do that on the hotline. You can do that on the texter. We will answer. Not a lot of guests today. Only joining us is Josh Sushan, voice of the Albuquerque Isotopes. He will join us at 530, Van. 
and that will be very good. Those segments make me happy. He's very good at the thing he does. He's so good at what he does, and I just love talking baseball with Josh. I love him whenever he's like, it's Chris Bryant. Oh, my God. Wait, that's me. That's me. So, anyways, get ready to check out the ice steps tonight at 6.15. A uh, big shout-out to a friend of the show, friend in real life, very good friend of yours, actually, Devin Sandoval, who announced today he is returning to the New Mexico United in a player's fashion van. Yay! This Welcome is, back. Oh, I like that a lot. So, Devin Sandoval returning to the team. Uh, he, like, obviously is choosing soccer. He's choosing to play, and he he battled it. He went through some health stuff. Yeah. I don't know what's public and what's not public. But I do know he battled it. I'll tell you what. Let's just go ahead and get him on. Let's do that. Whenever the shock wears off. There's a little bit of shock right All now. of the phone calls and emails and texts that he has to catch up with. People mm-hmm. telling him, I did. They said congratulations. That's not what people sound like. That's what Post Malone sounds like. <laughs> Is that a lyric from a Post Malone? Yes, it's a Post Malone song. All right. Yeah. Couple of musical references here today. Yeah, today's I nine varsity, which you'll hear at six o'clock, is today's I nine varsity of obscure musical references. Okay. Okay. That'll be a good one. Yeah, but once once he's done answering all these wonderful, supportive, congratulatory phone calls and emails and text messages, we'll get him on the program. Talk straight to him. Hey, talk straight about him. And watch your back, USL. Devin's back. It's kind of like that. Also, watch your back, Metal Mayor, Tim Keller, because Devin might be the most loved person in the city of Albuquerque. Oh, you think he's going to dethrone? Hold on. Return of the King. Return of the King. Ah, very nice. Devin Sandoval, the King, returning to Mexico United. This This is, like, all joking aside, this is a power move for the team. This is a huge acquisition. And what is, has it been? It's over six months. Over six months of doctor's visits, procedures, just relentless recovery and work. And there was a handful of people out there like, you know what? I doubt Dev. No. Oh, don't, no. don't you dare. First of all, you shut up. Secondly, you listen. And then you repeat everything I say to you. He's back. And all your favorite memories of the king, erase them. He's going to make new ones. I couldn't agree anymore. Welcome back to the squad, Devin Sandoval. He put up a little thing on social media. <sighs> Home this weekend, right? I got you get that a right? little teary. I got that right. Home this tear up. It's not tearing, but it, there's a level of emotion because you know I'm not a crier. You're not a crier. I'm not a crier. You're kind of a town crier. The what does that mean? Like you just walk around yelling stuff. Bring out your dead. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Hey, he's not dead. Home versus Phoenix Rising this weekend. That's going to get loose. It's going to get super loose. Ooh, wee. Saturday night. You think he's going to come in like that? Come in that hot first game? Just boom. I don't think you start him. And I'm not saying that because he's not good enough to start. I, obviously, he is. You bring him off the bench, so you give him that moment. 100%. 1,000%. As you're already beating these losers from Phoenix, like three rip. First of all, if you're from Phoenix, you're a loser. Yeah. Grand Canyon isn't even... It's not even near the Phoenix. Like, how you going to have Grand Canyon University? Did we just create a new enemy in the last 48 hours? <laughs> Grand, Grand Canyon. Canyon University? Grand Canyon University is up there with El Paso for me. Okay. There's a handful. Suck at Grand Canyon. I'm uh, I'm indifferent to El Paso. Mm-hmm. But Grand Canyon University, like the, they sheer, got it coming. the sheer audacity yeah. to have a university that's like three hours away from the Grand Canyon. Oh, this B. You're not. 
No. Grand Canyon University. I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. University of Phoenix, coming for you, too. You're not even in Phoenix. You're only on the internet. I, I, I mean, You're I, the University of the Internet. I think they have an accreditation in Phoenix. But the Where I grew up, St. Louis, Missouri, I did not go to the University of Lake Michigan. It doesn't work like that. You can't just name something yeah. that's regionally drivable and call that your thing. Yeah. You're not Lake Havasu University, right. Grand Canyon University. Don't even I, have I, a football team. I went to Eiffel Tower University. What? What? Yeah. yeah. Hi-oh. It's in Carlsbad, New Mexico. Lovely place. The guys from Havasu, they're like, yeah, we're, we go to London Bridge University. Well, hold on. I see what you're doing oh, that's there. Actually that's happened. actually not that's that actually, bad. We're, it's actually there. We're going to let that one slide. Fun fact, for those who don't know that. Oh, uh, go ahead. The London Bridge. The original, it's falling down. The original London Bridge from the children's song yeah. was taken down brick by brick. Dismantled. Shipped to Arizona. Yeah. And rebuilt like some maniac with a lot of time on his That's hands. That's where that Eagles song came from. They, they were like, we went from London, England, uh, like, California, Philadelphia. Are you thinking of Johnny Cash, who's, uh, who's been everywhere? Jo- Joel Embiid, most valuable Philadelphian. Not following this. I kind of lost me like 30 seconds ago. Voted by the city of Philadelphia as the MVP. The most oh, valuable. most yeah. valuable. Over Bryce Harper? That's I mean Thomas Jefferson. Like what do we do? Like, oh, you mean of all time? If you were to do or just living. All right, hold up. Okay, we got two varsity. Yeah, this now. this cause this is a we good a one. Second we need varsity. a whole show on this. We need the tournament. We could go city by city. So I mean I would have said Will Smith until like six weeks ago. It's Thomas Jefferson. I mean fictional characters count too. Betsy Ross? Because they got a statue of Rocky. I was just thinking Balboa. Yeah. There's, there's no statue of friggin' Joe Lewis, but there's a statue of Rocky. Jeremy Roenick? Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy Rollins? You got Jimmy Rollins over Bryce Harper? That's interesting. I mean, as far as, like, Jersey sold, I think. Hmm. Ryan Howard? Nah. Nah, not even? I mean, if you're, if you're going to go with Jim, old tell people, me. It's going to be Chase Utley. Oh, he's so dumb. He's dumb? Well, ugly. Like, if we need... Really? As far as Philadelphians... Say ugly or utly? Nice. Okay. If we went through every city... (laughs) Okay. And created a... Let's start doing this. The tournament of MV cities. Yes. That's a very smart one. All right. According to this... I'm writing this down. Kevin Bacon... Oh, Bob Saget, R.I.P. Uh, and Fi- are we do- still doing Philly? Yeah. Oh, Kobe Bryant. <sighs> He's kind of international. Okay, I would he agree. Could, I would Kobe, agree. Kobe would be just as much Italy as Philly. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's from Philly. Quest Love. Now he don't win. Oh, hey, the roots in general because they okay. form like Voltron. I got it. You ready? Whoa, Joey Lawrence. I don't know if a lot of people just got that reference, but for me, he's definitely a medalist. Amber Rose would be on your at the top of your list. Amber Rose is that the uh, the um, the internet lady? She's the internet lady. Okay, got a lot of got a lot of followers, Griff, on the gram. If you know what I mean. Good program today. We're going to talk equal pay. We're going to talk NBA playoffs. We're going to talk college football and how it's now professional football. John Daly is a dude. Like, like, 
Boys being dudes if is John Daly. If you didn't know already, John Daly be that dude. Yeah. The PGA forces him to wear shoes. The- <laughs> That's not it's not a joke. Hey, what do the PGA and airplanes have in common? They force John Daly to wear shoes. <laughs> Scherzer, he gone. NFL schedules are having a talkings about. Josh will join us later in the program. And today's I nine varsity is the I nine varsity of obscure musical references. It's two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Yesterday, Griff, we were at Hollow Spirits. Had a blast. There were there were like dozens of people out to hang out with them. So we were like, what is this? What what are all these friends of the show doing here? It was pretty loud. It was crazy. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. A lot. It was a lot of fun. Tangible. But- Tomorrow night, we will not be at Hollow Spirits. Tomorrow night's a Teller Vodka night, if you know what I'm saying here. Yes, sir. You already know what your boys are about. It'll be about that. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Oh, this is that crappy song. <laughs> Have you heard this jam? It's the Leonardo one? Yeah. I can, I'll only recognize the chord. Yeah. We're playing this. Because I look like Leonardo. Close enough. I remember that one. Yeah, kill it, Steph. We don't need to get That's enough of that. Yeah. Going to get an ASCAP BMI strike. It's not a real thing. ASCAP. Looks like a little little top hat for your BH. Hey, wherever we're going tomorrow for Brandon Ortega's bachelor party, I'm getting the touch tunes. I'm taking it over, and I don't care how many credits it costs me. I'm rocking out that party. Uh, you want to do a fun trick at every stop that we make? Uh, obviously, yes. We, we uh, set up our jukebox for the hour or whatever long we're going to be there uh-huh. for. And then on our way out, we play Baby Shark 20 times in baby a row. Baby Shark, 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 yeah. Shark, Baby Shark. They stopped playing at the Ice Tubs game. Why? I don't know. There's a new jam, like uh, Bibby, Bibbly, Bibbly, Boobly. Bibbly Shark? Bibbly Shark. I don't know what it is. But so you know when they put the little kids out there in the orbit costumes, cutest thing you ever seen in your whole damn life. Only all the time. Yeah, and also I do also like the um, what's this one where they hold the kids up in the air? Uh, uh, the Simba. Yeah, not a Simba. I always try to hold my teenage son, like, and he's like, "Stop." This okay. Griff. <laughs> last last game, I just held up my beer. That's a good one. Like that. Yeah. Now, Griff, the next game we go to, you can hold me up. And people will be like, that's yes. very funny. That's very funny because of size. And also, because you're a big advocate of short kings. Like, I'm a big tall king, but, like, you're about short guys. You don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> Griff lies. <laughs> she says, no, Fred. NBA playoffs are the jam right now, and it was called by Lenny on this program two days ago, which I immediately agreed with because Jimmy Butler, as I've mentioned many times, is my father. Oh. Jimmy Butler put it on them Boston Celtics, and they think they're going to have a comeback because Al Horford's coming back and Marcus Smart is coming back. And I tell you what, there ain't going to be no comeback for the boys in green because Jimmy Butler ain't going to lose another game all year. Uh, well, that thing's going seven. I hate to break it to you, buddy. Jimmy Butler personally will not lose. Will his team lose? Perhaps. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for clarifying. Jimmy Butler, on the other hand. Appreciate the clarification. Hey, also – this just in. Luca cannot do it by himself. Would you like an example? Yesterday. We've all known that. The, how did he get this far? 
because he beat everybody except for the Golden State Warriors. Hey, not only did they not beat the Golden State Warriors, they did not come close to the Golden State Warriors. You nah. said they put 10 different guys on Luka at, at one different point in the game. Fresh bodies. And Luka was like, and also because Luka, what's the best way to describe him? Terribly out of shape. So Luka goes down there, and he's a really good basketball player. He has basketball moves. And the Warriors were like, yeah, but we know they're coming because look at you physically. Yeah, yeah. We can easily stop you physically. How come no one else has figured this out? Well, because everyone only gets six fouls. <laughs> and you just got to spread them fouls out through your whole bench. That's what they do. They're like, they're like, He's like the second most intimidating Luka. Number one, of course, being Luka Bratzi from the Corleone family. I don't know that guy. Yeah. He sleeps with the fishes now, Fred. Ah, Kevon Looney played like almost 30 minutes last night, which if you watch a lot of Warriors, which I don't think you do. No, no. He should not be playing that much. I'm a, I'm a highlight guy. I'm a same. I'm a story guy. Splash, 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 splash. Until literally right now. Yeah. Then I'll start watching like 48 minutes of basketball all the time. Seven guys in double figures for the Warriors. That's pretty good. A lot of points. Mavericks are there. Luka got 20. I'm not saying I could get 20. Minutes or points? If you put me out there for 35 minutes, do I feel like I could get 20 points? No, I'd be very tired. In the NBA? There's no way. Uh, I'm not making it 35 minutes, period. That Dwight Powell kid, the center. You know, there's Luka and then there's the other guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Three points. That's all I got all night. It's terrible. That other kid, that Maxi Kleber, three points. I could do that. I could probably go. I could. I could get three points in the NBA. They're all going to be from the charity stripe, though. Yeah, just go. To I'm, I'm very fallible. Slash, slash, cut, cut. They would use me to make an example. I hit a couple free throws. You can hit them at Rucker Park. You see this for the basketball tournament? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh, you didn't see this? The Rucker? What's going on with some oh, new news at gosh. the Rucker? Yes, this is the best thing in the history of all things. So the basketball tournament, which we are familiar with due to, like, our association with it, like, like UNM alumni put in a team. I mean, we covered it. We were, you know, the enchantment. Mm-hmm. The basketball tournament is going to play eight regionals like they do every year, and then they go to wherever it is. I think it was Oklahoma City last year and then on Chicago or whatever. One of those regionals, outdoor at Rucker Park. That is so wheat. So wheat. Oh, what a great idea. And ESPN was like, yeah, no, we're in on that. We're in a thousand percent. They redid the court. The thing looks beautiful. I don't know how that story slipped under my radar. This is the biggest thing of the day, if you ask me. I must have had my Rucker alerts turned off. What? Oh, because of Darius just doing really great things with the wagon wheel? Yep. It's a good reference. It's uh, pretty obscure. Pretty obscure musical reference. Darius Rucker is not obscure. You don't think so? No, he's like going to be in the Rock and Roll and Country Hall of Fame. That is cr- that is crazy that he can choose which Hall of Fame he goes it's into. It's him and Dolly Parton that have done both. That's going to be it. Hootie and Dolly. That's it. Miley Cyrus? If you got to say it like that, then no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Miley Cyrus. you got a ways to Maybe go. Maybe Taylor Swift. Has she ever been country, though? She was pop. 
She started country. What? No. Yeah, her first albums were country, like Tim McGraw and all those. Is that true? I feel like I only know her as a very emotional pop artist. Yeah, I got the same vibe. Maybe she, I mean, she wore boots, right? She had like cowboy boots on one time. Yeah, but every Midwest girl I grew up with that goes to Nashville from one for one bachelorette party, they wear boots too. Wait, was she one of the Dixie Chicks? Was she one of them? She may have been a founding member of the Dixie Chicks. There was the little one, the violin one, and the one that George Bush hated. She's like the Tito of Dixie Chicks. That's so mean to the Tito. <laughs> she got a she got an honorary PhD. Did you see that the other day? In art. She got a PhD in art. I'm not saying honorary degrees don't matter, but like... From your dear friend and old co-host, Mike Parsons, mm-hmm. Dog, Darius Rucker Ain't Obscure, that's one of his biggest songs. One of his biggest country songs. That's not one of his country. biggest songs. One of Darius Rucker's biggest songs is about dolphins making him cry. David Letterman put Hootie and the Blowfish at the top. And they stayed there. This country stuff is because he didn't want to hang out with the blowfish no more. This is revenge. No. Blood feud. Darius Rucker only went country because people wouldn't stop calling him Hootie. He's not Hootie. Hootie who? Hootie and the Blowfish is the name of the band. His name is Darius. Let her cry. Time. Only want to be with you. I go blind. Hold my hand. These are all bigger bangers. Then, then Wagon Wheel, which is not even a Darius Rucker song. It's a cover of an Old Crow Medicine show, which is a cover of a Bob Dylan song. That's what I'm saying. Yes, there's layers here. It's the third. It's Shrek's onion of country music songs. Well, I don't know if it's Smash Mouth, but yeah. That's a good reference. Dialed in today. <laughs> New York University honored Taylor Swift with a degree. Check the numbers. A doctorate in the arts. And I'm going to tell you what. I don't think you have to go to class. To get a to get a doctor, I'm no, they be, just give them to you. That's famous. what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, not famous. She's talented as talented gets in the world of arts. Are we still talking about Taylor Swift? Yes. Okay. The Red album allegedly is pretty good. I never really listened to it. Whatever. Just, I think the biggest power move she's ever made. 1989 is a banger. Okay, that is a thing that Fred would say out loud. Sure. <laughs> when she was on Saturday Night Live, instead of doing two songs. She did one aggressively long song. I think that's the biggest power move I've ever seen. Like, Vladimir Putin? Sure, you invaded Ukraine, whatever. Taylor Swift used up both of her segments in one segment on Saturday Night Live. That's a big deal. When she got her master's back, which is a thing that no one from the Beatles could ever do from Michael Jackson, she was like, yeah, I'm just going to put him out. Like, director's cut, forget it. Give me all the money. Didn't Paul McCartney get him back after MJ passed? I wouldn't be able to confirm or deny that. I thought Paul McCartney got him back and then made him public record. I know. So that's what Alanis Morissette did after she got her, she got Jagged Little Pill back from RCA. She re-released an acoustic only through Starbucks, took all the money for it, and now you can just grab it. God, that's what I have to listen to when I'm in a Starbucks? Isn't it ironic? God, no wonder I hate that place. Don't you think? Support local. It's, well, quit they're going. Quit going to Starbucks. Starbucks people. can be lo- owned locally. What are you doing? Just because it's Go a to franchise your local coffee shop. Quit going to Starbucks. Quit going to Dunkin'. Quit going 
to Dutch Brothers. I, hold up. What is your – because I'm a big New Mexico Pinion guy, which is local, obviously, but franchise restaurants are owned locally. Sometimes. Often. Sometimes it's an ownership group. Sometimes they're from way out of state or out of country. The basketball tournament's about to I'm, own- I'm going out on a limb right now. The United Arab Emirates own every Starbucks that has ever made. Don't go there. That's I don't feel like that's true. Seattle wouldn't let that happen. Allegedly. Rucker Park's about to be owned by the basketball tournament. And this will be about the most important regional. Because I watched the regional that New Mexico was in last year. The one where they lost, I think, to Oklahoma. Oh, cool. Is that who they lost to? Oklahoma, I think. I don't remember off the top of my head. I think it was Oklahoma State. Because Doug Gottlieb was the the coach. The Cowboys alumni, yeah. But this, to me, is the deal. We'll go to break after this, Griff, so I'm sorry. But there's, like, in New York, specifically Rucker Park, there's, like, the Y, and there's, like, Rucker Park. And that's where you play ball. You want to play outside, you play Rucker Park. You can play inside, you play at the Y. And you're about to put the most colorful, like, personalities and energy and love of the game. And if you do it right with the right, like, and one style public address. Yes. I mean, you can you can forget Nathan's hot dog eating. Like, this is what it is in New York. the attraction. This is the attraction. Yeah. If you were to be like, Fred, let's go to Nathan's hot dog eating. I'd be like, if I can only choose one, I'm going to Rucker Park to watch this basketball tournament. This is going to be legit. This is going to be the coolest thing I ever saw. Yeah, it's like I get to watch White Men Can't Jump Again every year. Every year. It is so sweet. It's like I get to watch Above the Rim again every year for and the I, first time. <laughs> and I know there's going to be like a big Chick-fil-A logo on it or something. I'm not even going to care. Be like, this is Rucker Park. There's going to be a lot of Chick-fil-A logos. Where I grew up, it was Slough Park. And if you couldn't, if you couldn't hoop, you just stood there. Don't even go out there. Don't even go out there. That would be me. I would be watching. Yes. I'd be a spectator. Basketball is not in my wheelhouse. Hey, crazy to think that the basketball tournament started in 2014. That's a long time now. Ninth year? You kidding me? Eighth year? Van, I think I know this one's here. I believe this is Gavin McGraw. I wouldn't know. And I think I know that. um, It's a little soft for my taste. I believe this is a soft rock from adults. I'm an adult. I don't like it. <laughs> you know what I do like about music that I don't like? Like this? Does not distract. Like this? This is nothing to me. Because it's not challenging or art in any way whatsoever? Well, and that's what I'm saying. Some, you know, some people are like, I just like to turn on Friends because uh, I like the, the white noise or whatever. Laugh track. Yeah, that's what that is to me. If that is on at the Applebee's or whatever, I'm like, cool. That's This is fine. Oh, when I'm in places like that, I don't even listen to the music. That's what I'm saying. I that, lock it out on purpose. Grocery store. That's what I was trying to come up with. Muzak yeah. in the elevator. And I'm totally opposite. I love all music. I go crazy. What? You're crazy? I was crazy once. Gnarls Barkley. <laughs> nice. It's a pretty obscure music reference. Mm-hmm. CeeLo Green and Danger Mouse. What was that last one? Danger Mouse. From? Producer. Is that Hanna-Barbera? No, that's Mighty. Ah. I'm thinking of Mighty. Speaking of Mighty, 
There is now guaranteed equal pay for men and women's professional soccer. Hey, all right. Congratulations. All right. That's is it a, just soccer? Or like also like doctors and lawyers and construction workers? Yeah, when am I going to get paid as much as Griffin? When's that going to happen? Oof. Where's my equal pay, Griffin? I think it's on talent. Is that? Oh, she's got way more talent. Unfortunately for you. Yeah. You get a talent bonus? Is that what you get? I wish. <laughs> this is interesting. So as you may recall, a couple years ago, the women's national soccer team, which, by the way, if you say to me national soccer team, I say, oh, you're talking about the women. Sure. That, to me, is what the national soccer team is. It's like when you say U.S. gymnastics, do I think about the boys? I do not. Yeah. Think about the girls. The the good one or the guys? Nice. Yeah. That's what it is with soccer for me. I don't know any Hollywood celebrities who are like sweating men's soccer. Name a men's soccer player. Landon Donovan. Been a while. <laughs> Been a while. Um, What's Posh's husband? Alexi Lawless. Been a he's, while. He's very British, though. David Beckham, very British. That's where I'm going with this. You want me to name a lady? I can do it. Yeah, I bunch. can name a lot of them. A bunch, really. Basically the whole squad. I never thought of it like that. I do. So, they were like, hey, um, this would have been in federal court in 2020. So, it's been two years ago. Okay. So, the women which I'm referring to as the U.S. Women's National Team. That's the women moving forward for this conversation. Or just the good one. The good ones. Yeah. They said, hey, uh, institutionalized gender discrimination. And everyone in any state that leans red said, you're stupid. But the rest of the country, because they know better, they said, you know, there's not a lot of fairness here. Nope. So what we will do, because we're sneaky. Okay. Because the U.S. National Soccer Team is sneaky. We will change it to where you get base pay. Everyone gets base pay. But then if you win, you get some bonuses. If you lose, you don't get the bonuses. If you win certain tournaments, you get more bonuses. Sure. So it basically worked out that you can make between eighteen dollars and $24,000 a game. Pretty good. It's not bad. Pretty good. And they put in the same rules for the men. That part didn't super go announced. So... The women kept winning a bunch of games, making a lot of money. The men, they weren't winning. Sure. They were not making the bonuses. Been a cool minute. <laughs> been, a, been a minute. So, man. Uh, okay. The ladies are making more than the men. Okay? You with me on this? Yeah. Because they're good. Because they're good. They get bonuses for winning. Correct. We work in a job that has commission. We work in a job that has bonus structure. We have a base pay. We do a little bit better than base because we do a little bit more. Sure. That's what the women were doing. Now yeah, the Put in that elbow grease. The midnight oil, if you will. Right. Yeah. Burn it. Burn it. But now with this new ruling van, <laughs> men's money and women's money, these bonus options they go into a prize pool combined and then they're going to split them yeah so the men actually get a pay hike the women get a pay drop but they're equal though. but they're equal it's equal it's equal and i'm a little like what what you just fought for a pay cut 
But it's equality, though. That's really sticking sticking your neck out for equality. It's like you're willing to take a a pay cut. Oh, you're so right. Knowing you're far superior. That's real equality. That's the most equality. Yeah. And also every four years during the World Cup, if the men make it, that purse is quite a bit larger Mm -hmm. than what it is for the women. So do factor that in. Hoping they're going to be good eventually. And then they'll get paid. Can you imagine the cuts on that women's team roster right before that fourth year? Every fourth year. That is the most competitive soccer you will ever see. Every UCLA grad, every who else puts out really good bat- soccer players? University of Washington. Every school that puts out really good soccer players. Don't go out. Don't go out early. Wait. U.S. soccer needs to do what high schools are that are really good at sports do. Is you just find a guy owns a construction company or whatever yeah and say you guys move into our district i got you a cush job oh. as long as little ricky here plays ball for the boys the plot to mighty but ducks u.s needs to recruit from around the world and i don't have i don't know starbucks do it maybe I don't know. no there you go again <laughs> mcdonald's officially pulled out of russia i don't know if you saw that they're officially done done they were on suspension now they're done done and all of their properties are being absorbed by the Russian government. Sure. Immediately, without compensation. Duh. And they have created their own McDonald's. I'm not joking. They have their own Russian McDonald's now. Number one, good for McDonald's. <laughs> yes. Well, number of two, good for McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. In Russia, <laughs> McDonald's don't come to you. We are McDonald's. <laughs> In Valor Russia, burger flip you. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see what their Happy Meal toys are. It's, like little bombs. Or yeah, little... No, it's just like a, a sad but indifferent meal. Yeah. <laughs> just, there are no Happy Meals in Russia. Your Happy Meal is not, it is not the frozen tundra Siberia. That's good. That's good for you. Get little Vladimir, life is pain meal. <laughs> he, he will now know that life it is. There's no toy. No. There's handful of broken glass. Also, you replace his ice and his orange drink. You replace it with arsenic. <laughs> like he what? Needs, he needs to build up tolerance. You start young. Yeah. I I take poison every day. I feel tremendous after two hours. Like what? This is. Is you get eleven Happy Meals, twelfth Happy Meal, you get the Dita's tracksuit. Ah, no. <laughs> Now squat. You're like, squat? No, it's, it's actually a cultural thing. We all do it. It's yeah. Not sexual at all. They got a big settlement. Did the women two years ago, 24 mil bucks, 24 million. But that's not for work they were doing. That was work for they were owed. Sure. So that wasn't really even part of this deal altogether. But there you go. We got equality in soccer. And it's actually not the bump for the ladies that you thought it would be. It's a leveling out, which yeah. is kind of a crazy concept. If USA ever gets good again, it's going to pay off. In the future. You know, that's the truth about it. Yeah. And and what it does do is it incentivizes, because I don't necessarily think that USA Sports, I know we've got to go break, Griff, I'm sorry. I don't necessarily think that Team USA has put the resources and the materials into men's soccer. Because I don't know about men's soccer. I don't see the marketing. I don't see you trying to pull athletes from football and basketball. I don't see you trying to do those things as well as women's soccer has done it, specifically at the collegiate level. So there you go. I'm in on it. I'm in on it 100%. Give me equality, even if it uh, even if it doesn't look like the headline that it actually is. When we get back, John Daly is one of them boys being dudes. We're two oh men on. Oh, my God. 
Live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, we're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Once a week, Griff, we're live from Hollow Spirits. Sipping on Taylor Bonka. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. What, do you got like three minutes, Griff? How about right? Oh, it's plenty of time for John Daly. Never enough time for John Daly. He's still playing playing a little golf. Not only is he playing golf, yeah, uh-huh. he is John Daly in it up when he plays golf. He's tied for seventieth overall in the Southern Hills uh, champion. What is this tournament called? Oh, they're playing at Southern Hills Championship Course. Okay, right. So a internet hero. Tracked John Daly yesterday. Personal hero. And this is us. <laughs> <laughs> this is John Daly is us with the boys on weekend golf. Okay. Tracked him. Tracked his total consumption of him playing 18 holes yesterday. Are you talking about the line of Dardendale, Arkansas, big John Daly? So in a span of 18 holes yesterday. Mm-hmm. John Daly consumed 21 cigarettes. Hold up. What? You can smoke on the course? Yeah. That's super sweet. It's legal. 12 Diet Cokes. And hear me out, Fred. All right. How many Diet Cokes? 12. It's like almost one a hole. It's two every three holes. 12 Diet Cokes. You know you can use a cart, right? Do you know all these things? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. 12 Diet Cokes, and you know what fits perfectly into a 12-ounce Diet Coke? What's that? A mini of whiskey. Yes, I do so know that. I'm assuming you think- all of those Diet Cokes weren't just Diet Coke. You think he's doing Mixie Boys? It's John Daly. They made him start wearing shoes. He was playing golf with no shoes? For a long time. Shut up. Tournaments and the PGA made John Daly start wearing shoes. So... 21 cigarettes, 12 Diet Cokes, six packs of peanut M&Ms. That's a lot. That's like 2,000 calories of sugar. And not one drop of water all around. He didn't have a single ounce of water in like three-plus hours that it takes for him to play 18 holes. According to Golf Digest, who caught up with his daughter, not sure if it was – Shayna or Sierra, I don't know which one. But she said at Daly's home course, which he plays every day, he can do all 18 holes in like 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it takes us four hours yeah. to, pay, to play 18 holes. Well, three and a half. Me, three and a half. You, probably four and a half. Daly's first three drives all ran past 300 yards yesterday. <laughs> it's so crazy. He's the hero of the common man. Yeah. John Daly is what everyone wants to be when they grow up, but they can always claim they can be better. Yes. Yeah, I'll be in better shape. Why? Why? Why be in better shape? You're doing this. Okay, 21 cigarettes and 12 Diet Cokes is way too much, but I get the gist of it. He's a a hero. Give me that same diet that you just described. What was it? 21 cigarettes. All right. 12 Diet Cokes. Six bags of peanut M&M's, 
and not a drop of water. I think what you're describing is the same meal plan they gave to Ham, the astro chimp chimpanzee who went into outer space. Okay. When he returned to Earth and lived out his aging years and died in the mid-80s, that is the same meal regimen that he was on. Because that's what he got to choose. Yes. I don't remember the monkey smoking cigarettes. The monkey smoked cigarettes? The monkey smoked cigarettes. He smoked cigarettes yeah. in space? The chimp smoked cigarettes. Not in space. That seems dangerous. When he got back. Did he, like, have a really, like, hard fall from grace? And, like, he's an astronaut, and then things don't work out, and then he's got to work for the carnival, picks up smoking and hooch? Okay, so apparently a lot of astro chimps... Smoke cigarettes? Smoke when they cigarettes. Retire? Yeah, whenever they get back. Yeah. And they put them in, like, apartments and stuff. Are you familiar with this? Stress? Yes. This needs a documentary. This, I Well, I don't, you're not going to have a lot of time to make it because I don't think they're sending new chimps to outer space. Plus, they smoke, so they ain't got a lot of time left. College football talk whenever we get back. Tune in on. 95.9 FM, AM 610. D. Sports Animal. What is, the, what is this dumb song? Uh, this is Call Ticketron by Run the Jewels, Fred. It's one of my favorite beats in the past few years. I saw Run the Jewels in concert. Nope. Again, you did not. <laughs> that was Hieroglyphics, Fred. Hieroglyphics Crew is the concert I took you to that you hated. Jimbo Fisher just had a press conference because of Nick Saban. <laughs> This is funny. <laughs> oh, God. I love this beef so much. This is this is the best. There are, like, players right now coming out, like, high school players going into college, and they're like, schools are just handing me, like, 10 or 20 grand to just visit. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to commit. I just have to come and visit. It's pretty sweet. What? You know where all these schools are? The South. Texas. <laughs> Every single one of them. By the way, Nick Saban, who was like, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest of all time. I'm the greatest coach of all time. I know for a fact that uh, Texas Tech, A&M, Texas, uh, uh, SMU. I'm just going to keep naming Texas schools. Don't even matter. Uh, they're buying their teams. They're buying them. Jimbo Fisher said, I don't lie, I don't cheat. Screw you, old man. He played within the rules. Yes, they bought all their recruits. They bought them all. Alabama, you've been doing the same thing under the table. You're just mad that the playing field is leveled now. This is crazy to me. And what did you expect to happen when this came legal? Jimbo said that Nick Saban called him, and he's like, I'm not taking that call. He ain't the greatest ever. <laughs> I can't. I can't handle. I love. I love any sort of blood feud. That to me is like literally the only thing that makes me excited about life. Is just watching a person identify themselves as righteous, and they have an enemy that they identify as the sole reason for evil in the world. Quick, quick side note. I yes. love that, and I agree with that. <laughs> quick side note. How come golf fan, how come PGA fan never told me there's a golfer named Taylor Gooch? I'm not familiar with this word. G-O-O-C-H, Gooch. Maybe it's, well, it might be a long E. You know how 
how often I threw that word around when I was a teenager, thinking how hilarious it was. I don't even know what that word is. I've just, this is the first time I've ever heard it. It's, also, a, it's a synonym for taint, Fred. What? Yeah, the gooch. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like what you just said to me. Anyways, yeah, I, this feud is going to make next season so juicy because Texas A&M and Alabama they are play be so good. They play football against each other. Yeah, yeah, it will be a brawl. It, it will not be football. It will be foot brawl. Very clever. I see what you did got there. You, got you all day. And I don't like. Like I'm not going to be like, hey, they're going to actually fist fight. But I'll tell you this: it'll be a three and a half hour long game because no one's going to break up scrums. A lot of no, penalties. Oh my gosh! A lot of warnings. And they're going to be like, "You stop making fun of my old man coach in his 60s." And these other kids are going to go, "You stop making fun of my old man coach in his 60s." <laughs> I, there's nothing I like more than listening to people with southern accents argue about stuff. Same. It's so adorable. It's so – they could say anything. It's uh-huh. just like not enough to be threatening. It's like, you know you sound like that, right? Yeah, also, I dare you to be Creole. You had a little Creole? Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> He's unemployed. For the record, college football is not a sport. It's reality TV only. College football – because – I don't think this. All right, I'm about to sound like an idiot. I don't think schools need sports teams right now, as it relates to college football. You just need to have a weird in between league between high school and the NFL, like Europe does basketball. Like Europe does basketball. Yeah, and you, I don't know what you call it, the USFL. But you have to have like a middle league to where these players go and develop, because like Texas A&M and Alabama and every they don't need this bad reputation. They don't need this. You're associated with all this weird stuff. Nick Saban doesn't need to be the highest paid state employee in the state of Alabama. That's but he is. So weird. What is like 43 states? Yeah. The highest paid public employee is either your football or basketball coach. I believe you're correct. And it might be 50 states. I think there's a few that's not. And they're all the super hippie states. Um, Texas. Alabama can't compete with Texas. Alabama, rich history. One of the best cop uh, football programs programs in yeah. the history of the friggin' sport. Forrest Gump. Alma mater is phenomenal. Yeah. Sorry, that second coffee's kicking in. The alma maters are phenomenal. They have no problems recruiting whatsoever. Yeah. But the NIL is going to level the playing field. Who has more money? East Texas is the answer. Texas. The answer is East Texas. Texas that's where the oil does. is. Texas, California. Yeah. New York. You know who wants to live? Welcome back to the periphery of college football. Ask me if I want to live in Lubbock. Ask me right now. Hey, Fred. Nope. No, I don't, Van. Ask me if I want to live in Grand Junction. Ask me right now. Nope. Hey, Fred. No, I don't, Van. Also. Austin's pretty sweet. I would never never bring that up in this argument. Austin's insanely sweet. (laughs) Austin, San Antonio, Houston. Dallas, I'll take any of those places. Okay, versus Tuscaloosa? I'm not going to Tuscaloosa, brother. I'm not even going to the satellite campus in Birmingham. What What do you want to, let's say, eight years? Okay. Nick Saban and Alabama football will ride out their success for another eight, maybe ten years. <laughs> And then they're going to be just another team. No, no, you're very wrong. And it's going to be all Texas and California. Uh-uh. Cause and but slowly New York will rise because New York's got a ton of money, too. Tell me you don't watch pro wrestling without telling me you don't watch pro wrestling. I'm telling you right now, the script writers for the SEC 
are doing this. The script writers for the SEC are like, okay, Texas A&M, it's time for you to take a heel turn, um, but you're actually going to be the anti-hero because we're going to move Alabama to heel right now. And Nick Saban's perfect for it. We're going to make sure, we, how can we spotlight his kind of checkered past, all the stuff in Miami, cheating on his family, blah, blah, Jimbo Fisher. So mm-hmm. as they're throwing together the most entertaining television in the history of college football, now they're going to get the alumni from Alabama to be like, they think they're swinging down there in Texas. We're swinging too. And now you're going to get the pendulum. And it's going to go back and forth. And you're going to lose the World Heavyweight Championship, Alabama, for a season. And then you're going to lose the World Heavyweight Championship, Texas A&M. Or LSU. Or Clemson. Or Georgia. Or it doesn't matter. It's too good. It's my favorite thing. Welcome back, Texas. Finally. You have an insane more amount of money. You're going to win the name image likeness wars of college football. Welcome back. Cotter. <laughs> Here's what I want to happen. A civil conflict in Fair Verona where Jimbo Fisher, okay, okay, Nick Saban stand at the 50-yard line. Okay. And they have to – it's a stare down, and I want Jimbo Fisher to put out his hand for a shake, a handshake. And I want Nick Saban to not shake it. They're not even going to get close enough to each other for a handshake. It's like that. When's they got to have like the SEC governors' meetings? Like that's what media day was yesterday, right before the season starts. They're not going to put these two guys in the same room. They're never going to do interviews in the same. So you're going to tell me the head coach of Alabama and the head coach of Texas A&M don't want to have a whizzin contest? Because I'm telling you, they do. They go to the bathroom at the same time. And it's about who's got the longest whiz. That's what this is. If you if you tell one of them the other one will, the other one's not backing down. Hey, Nick Saban says he's gonna meet you at the fifty yard line. Meet he's gonna meet me. I'm gonna be there first. I'm Jimbo Fisher. That's what's gonna happen. He's just squeezing tennis balls to get his hands stronger to have the firmer handshake. What who do we gotta call to say, just play the game tomorrow? Like tomorrow is cool. Let's put this week one. Yeah, let's, we're gonna re- we're gonna let's reschedule. Let's go. Hey, don't beat up on Middle Tennessee A and M. Let's just put Texas A and M right at the first game. I agree. Because that's gonna happen too. You're you're gonna end up with like battered out of conference syndrome, where all these teams are gonna get beat up on because you're gonna look for point differential and you're gonna look for all those things yeah. that excite college football pundit. Loser, Nick Saban. Nick Saban's a loser. Jimbo Fisher, also kind of a loser, but they're both characters, and I'm going to recognize it that way. These are not these dudes. These are these characters. Well, thanks for making it more fun, at least. Oh, that's what it's about. And also, Alabama fans like, what do you mean we don't have the number one recruiting class for the first time since 2008? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, so... Every team gets to do what mm-hmm. we do now. That sucks. Well, and kind of low-key, not to get too psychological about it, every SEC team has just had, like, Stockholm Syndrome, where, like, Alabama just beats you up so bad every single year, and they're like, but you're still good? <laughs> like, no. Yeah. No, you don't love me. Fight for second place. What Taylor Swift song do you think 
What song do you think she'll write about this? You know, I don't know a single Taylor Swift song, Fred. <laughs> I don't know a single one. Earl's Gotta Die? I don't know. Again, I think that's the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> She's not in the Dixie Chicks? No. Are you serious? Be like Taylor Swift, Bad Blood or there, something? There we go. Bad, if that's a song, yes. Ooh. Bad Salty Blood. Is that the one about keying the dude's truck? Is that the one? I believe that's Kelly that's Clarkson. That's Underwood, okay. I think, or Marissa Lambert, or yeah, Miranda yeah, yeah. Lambert, or something. I think you had you it just right. Name but... everyone in country. Yeah. Who's the one from Pocahontas, Illinois? Wilson? Rita Wilson? Is that a person? Reba? I don't know their name. Reba McIntyre? If you asked me to name, like, BA country chicks, I would not know. Blood alcohol? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Any of that red dirt, like, super southern, like... Like, it's okay to be racist adjacent, like, not in your lyrics or performances, but your everyday life. Oh, I was, I was going to say it backwards. Yeah. I know. That's why, like, that stuff, your Morgan Whalens, I'm, uh. I'm not in. And also a person who's like, I'm Morgan Whalen fan, they're like, I hate little Nos X. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, please tell me why. Yeah. Is it for his multiple work with LGBTQ plus communities and his AIDS advocacy and what he does for people of color? Is that your problem with him? Because you can say that. Say it. Say it to me. You don't have to ask and know the answer. Yeah. I personally do not like Little Nas X because I don't like his music. Oh, it's very good. Okay. We differ on that. But I like Little Nas X, the person. Don't have this talk with me. The advocate. Why are you wearing your Riley Cooper jersey? I don't want to keep talking to you. (laughs) With my mullet. <laughs> Loyal listener who can't see us on the Facebook live stream, I do not own a Riley Cooper jersey. And I would, if I did, I'd never wear it on camera. Who's going to be the first media personality to ask these coaches how they differentiate players who were paid and players who aren't paid? Us. It's going to be us. Yeah. Yeah. Next, next New Mexico yeah. Bowl. Do they have a separate yeah. but equal locker room? Oh, that's really good. Like, what do you ask them? That's really good. Hey, so when you're dividing them up in the haves and have-nots, is there, like, a dorm policy? Is it a different bus? Like, because that's what I need to know. Because that's what this is going to end up being. We know the coaches sit up front. And the team goes eight and four in the back? Like, well, I don't know. A little too much, a little too little. 15 short minutes away from Josh Sushan, who will join us. We're going to talk Albuquerque ice tips. Before that, a little bit of NFL talk as we go from the college game to the pro game. I haven't been at the YMCA all week. Can I talk to you about that real quick? We're going to need to next week. Yeah, to recover tomorrow. From weekend. Shoot. Yeah. And Sunday. Don't forget about Sunday. Griff, you want to come hang out at the Y with us next week? What's up? Sure. Why not? What are you like? A, how's your cardio right now? Strong? Can you, can you do a 5K? Sure. I could do a 5K. All right, me and Griff are 5Kng it next week at the okay. YMCA Central New Mexico. Check us out at the Indian School in San Mateo location where I will be running, running, running. You'll be elliptical and all right, well, running with the devil. That's all right. You're doing very good today, Griff. Nice. Everything about you. Well done. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports. I like this one. Vital still on assignment. Be back next week, I think. That's my understanding. I don't really read the emails. I'm going to be real transparent here. So either be Steph Griffin all next week or Mike Vitale or a mixture or uh, there's a new guy, Jerry. He's really great. 
Does Bob still work here? We have an email. <sighs> Not acceptable. I was looking up, and I think Sony got half of Michael Jackson's uh, music. Oh. So I think they own the Beatles. The running back on the Dolphins, Sony Michelle. I don't. That's a good get for him. I don't think that's what they're talking about. Is, that a, is there more than no, one like Sony? Sony? Sony owns it. After his death, Sony took full control of the catalog. So there you go. So Sony has all the Beatles music? That's correct. I told you. And this they, is a real bummer. They don't have all of it because I still got my vinyl records on the shelf. So they don't have those. Come after my vinyl. That's Come a, after my Beatle records, Sony. I dare you. That's a Wings album you're talking that's about. That's how it works, right? If you were to rank them, which I know we do regularly on this program, George Harrison is higher than you think. He's not number three. Is personal lives involved? Yeah. Then he's probably number one. He's probably number one. Yeah. The two good ones aren't really that great of humans. I think... What I learned, Paul turned it around. He got like a like a vegetarian wife, and then it was like all in the up and up for him. Yeah. Same with you. You're not my wife. Oh. <laughs> Stupid. That's not what the public says. That is 100% true. <laughs> That's not the assumption we get all the time. Here's the rumor. Not that. The NFL next year. So it's kind of understood, right? CBS is AFC. Fox is NFC. I think since I was a child, it's been that way. And it's road games. It's And it's where the road game is, okay? Mm-hmm. So road games no longer, quote-unquote, belong to CBS for the AFC. And road games for the NFC no longer, quote-unquote, belong to Fox. Every game is up for bid that's starting really, next that's season. That's exciting. Well, I can tell you what this is. I have – I already know. Okay. CBS is going to sign as their top advertiser, DraftKings. Fox is going to sign FanDuel. Uh-huh. CBS is going to sign Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Fox is going to sign Pepsi. Sorry, Do you want me Fox. to keep – Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. That's where the money's at. Do you want me to keep going, or are you getting the analogy? Yes. You're right. All right, I'll keep going. CBS will sign Yin. Chevy. Then Fox will sign Yang. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yang and Yang will both – they have to okay. split – Mm-hmm. Which was un- it's like when the Dudley boys broke up. It's unfortunate. Not because they wanted to. And they're going to make these big chunks of money. They're going to have them on both sides. And Coca-Cola is not going to allow CBS to miss out on the first game that Tom Brady is a commentator for. They're not going to let that happen. And they're going to pay the NFL all of the monies to make sure they have that. So they can get all the eyes and they can get all the advertising penetration. It's going to be a whole different thing. It's going to be way different. So congratulations, United States of America. Congratulations, NFL fan. You get to watch Cowboys, Packers, and Tom Brady on every channel every week from now on. That seems about right. Your team will not play ever again. We're about this close Unless CBS and Fox keep paying, because this is how they keep them to keep paying. Because the NFL is not far from being like, forget it, pay-per-view every time. They make so much money. Mm -hmm. But they make so much guaranteed money, hashtag U.S. Women's National Team, 
They make so much guaranteed money from Fox and CBS and Amazon and ESPN and ABC. And who am I missing? NBC. Amazon. Uh, which I think I already said. Oh, did you say that one? Yeah. But also... Are some going on to Peacock or no? Does Peacock yes, not do? Yes, Peacock is NBC. Yeah, it's NBC. What you're actually trying to ask, and I uh, I understand, is you don't know how many more Nickelodeon games there are. Well, they're going to get whatever's I left over. I enjoyed those. Oh, <laughs> same. I loved when they slime, like the fake slime. I, it was yeah. awesome. Who's your favorite MVP, the Nickelodeon valuable player? Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I think that's the only one I can think of. He's a, he was the MVP of the first one in a losing effort. <laughs> I think was golf one. I don't remember. And with the first pick. Or they need to slime them for real. That would be sweet. In the NFL TV rights draft, TBS selects the Jacksonville Jaguars nope. at the Houston Texans. Never. Week five. 2023. We will never, ever do that. They're fighting to the death over Tom Brady. They are. And then Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we'll take – all right, I tell you what, we'll make a deal. We'll take the Jaguars, the Texans. We'll take it three weeks in a row. We'll cover the Jaguars. But we need all of the Rob Gronkowski USAA advertising budget. So if you could throw that over our way, that's what this will end up being. And also, like, because fandom is weird and stupid, there's a guy right now who's a Rams fan, and he's like, I hate the CBS broadcasts. They don't give the love to my team that they should. Only only Fox does. And they're going to be all upset and weird about it. Join my football-watching cult, mm -hmm. and I'm team music on instead. <laughs> I can call games on my own. Mm -hmm. I know everything that's going on. I don't need some hack telling me what's happening in a football game. I'm up moving around, listening to music anyways. Unless I'm at the bar with the boys or I'm at a party. It's music. The bar's the only place you're going to be able to go because you don't even know what channel your game's on anymore. You're at the house, turn on Fox, not there. Turn on CBS, not there. Well, turn NBC, not there. I know who I'm going to see. I'm going to see Tom Brady, the Cowboys, and the Packers <laughs> every week. You just opened the floodgates for these three teams. Is it crazy you're going to watch 16 games of the Packers being broadcast by Joe Buck and Troy Aikman? I'm, I'm very fortunate to be a Packers fan because they're already on TV a lot yeah. already. Now with the floodgates open, I was like, I don't even, I don't need to buy an NFL package ever. It's just going to be all Cowboys and Packers every week. Outside of Joe Buck on a broadcast, is there anyone left? Are there any names uh, Matt Vaskersian. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a little niche reference for football fans yeah. out there. Al Michaels is still kind of doing stuff on he's Amazon just, now. Yeah. He's doing it with Pat McAfee and Kurt Herbstreit. That's going to be a good broadcast. That's a cool team. But broadcasters aren't what broadcasters were. They just – it's going to sound gross and crooked that I'm saying it because I live in this world and I am this thing. It don't matter. You're just jealous. This is the jealousy talking. Is it? Because outside of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, who's really moving the meter? I couldn't tell you who the Monday Night Football team was last year. I mean, everybody loved Tony Romo at first. Yeah, that's true. Jim Nance is good. Yeah. Tony Romo was, like, on fire when he started, but then he lost his mojo. He tries to predict every single play, and he gets 10 of them wrong in a row, and then he gets one play right. 
And Jim Nance is like, that's why we got you. You're the genius, Tony <laughs> Romo. Good job. You're the best, Tony. Not a winning Super Bowl. That is, that's just a guy talking that is not a Jim Nance impersonator. No, yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a weird allegiance to it. People are going to get so worked up. I need my fire. Where is my football playing robot? (laughs) Is the robot back this year? You know the Venn diagram of football fans and robot fans? You know how it crosses over? I think now it's anime. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Let's turn Russell Wilson into an anime character. Hold up. I do know what you're talking about. You know who loves that? The South. Is that sure. is that anime or Marvel? It seems more anime to me. Grabbing a break back with Josh Sushan where we get back. Ask him if he's a robot guy or a what did word did you use? Anime. Anime like guy. A big jacked swole Russell Wilson. Like I think ripping that, ripping out of his shoulder pads. Like She Hulk? Yeah. You remember those cartoons from last year on I, Fox? I don't watch any cartoons. I'm explaining this to you during the break. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. Joining us right now, live from Salt Lake after, I mean, what, a little bit of load management for Josh? Is that what this was? Didn't do the program yesterday, a little bit of load management. Josh Sushan, welcome to the program. Well, the game was at 11.05 a.m. I mean, I was ready to go on with you guys, but you guys weren't around. So, the, Well, I mean, I, I text a lot, and I noticed uh, it says uh, do not disturb every time I text you. Is that a <laughs> coincidence, or is that by design? Or It depends on what time you text, because it definitely has a do not disturb from approximately 11.15 p.m. until approximately 7.45 a.m. for everyone, not just you. Oh, okay. Now I know. Well, Josh, I'm actually your personal do not disturb because I tell Fred <laughs> to text you less. Yes. He pulls out the phone, and I'm like, it's not Josh, right? Leave him alone. Well, and you Give know, him a breather. You know when we're out, Josh, like in public, we're always like, you know, friend of the show, friend in real life. And I'll, I'll be like, oh, you know my friend in real life, Josh Sushan. And, and Van will be like, don't. Don't put that label on him. Stop it. He doesn't want that. He has a great reputation. Do not ruin it with yours. How do you feel about load management, Josh? How do you feel about this Byron Buxton stuff? Well... I I feel like I'm really torn and because there is a part of me that remembers when Michael Jordan played every single game, right? And there's a part of me that, like, Cal Ripken Jr.'s streak was one of the most beautiful streaks Pretty good. moments in baseball history, right? Yep. At the same time, there was lots of times that Cal Ripken Jr. should have taken a day off because while he went to multiple All-Star games and won multiple MVPs and is in the Hall of Fame, he probably could have used more rest. That probably would have made him even better than he already was. And if someone is coming off an injury, then it makes then it's just like malpractice if you don't have somebody do some type of load management. So, I mean, I'm waffling because every situation matters, you know. I think that you owe it to people who show up to watch their favorite player, Boom. but you also owe it to people who have bought tickets for the next 50 games that their favorite player is going to be there more times than not. I'm, I'm really into that, like, this is just the way Byron Buxton is. He can get hurt every three games if you give him two games off. It doesn't matter how much time you give him off. He could still get hurt when he's playing the game on the field. Is it nerd stuff, though? Because every Major League Baseball team now has a department for load management. Like, this is not just like, 
the coach's vibe. It's the same thing with pitchers, right? To where with pitchers, it's hey, you could be cruising. We, you know, we're going to talk about Gold here in a minute, who I think last week went five and two thirds and ended up picking up a W. But it's once you go through a lineup twice, we're not going to let you go a third time. Doesn't matter what your rhythm is because we got this department of nerdos. They're telling us that load management and and analytics is more important than the game on the field. And I think that's where I get lost on it. To where I don't need a bunch of nerds in a brand new department telling me that the best player in baseball, Byron Buxton, can't play baseball but every third day. <laughs> I'll give you another interesting example that just popped into my brain. So I used to do the Dodgers pregame and postgame. And I remember we were in Denver and Casey Blake was on fire, right? And Casey Blake was like his numbers at Coors Field were were outrageously good, even better than most people's numbers at Coors Field are good. I think he was 34 or 35 at the time, and Joe Toy just made it a habit of just resting him every third day, right? Just like, oh, I got to preserve Casey Blake, and it's a day game after a night game. And I remember going like, why? He just got seven hits the last two days. Why not rest him Friday in the next series that we go to? Or why not see if he can play three games in a row because he is crushing every baseball that is thrown to him, right? And Joe Torrey was like, no, 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 you know, we, we committed to this before the start of the season. We're going to do this in order to make, make sure this guy gets some playing time and blah, blah, blah. And look, Joe Torrey knows more about baseball than you – know, has forgotten more about baseball than I'll ever know. But I just remember thinking there's certain times when you might have a plan – and there are numbers that back it up, but then your eyes just tell you something different, and you need to deviate from the plan. Like Steven Strasburg, when the Nationals were the best team in baseball, and they didn't let Strasburg pitch in the playoffs, they lost. They were lucky enough two years later to, to beat my yeah, Astros. You know what the yeah. problem with that one was? They didn't think they were going to the playoffs, and so they made, they made this decision that they were going to shut him down, and they didn't think it was going to matter. But what they should have done is just given them a later start to the season yeah. or they should have given them some type of break in May to June and then another break around the All-Star break so that they could get to this predetermined number of innings that they had thought is going to save him. Like, I I understand being – so here's the other thing, guys. There's so much more money in the sport now than there used to be yeah. that I think that also impacts decisions. Before, when you – and someone had been signed to what, like a five-year, $10 million contract, which was still a lot of money back then. But now when people are signed to 15 to $20 million contracts, you almost have to be over-the-top cautious. Do players – just hear me out. Last one. We need to talk ice toast, but obviously I'm a little fired up. <laughs> so, like using like Judge the other day playing against the Orioles. You want to put Aaron Judge in the lineup, but you take him out. You rip him out. And then the next game, he hits like two dingers and a double. Almost three. Yeah. So then you're like, you're like okay, rest actually does help. Like, so is it worth that balance? Because that's where I get lost. Like, who's to say that there's a cause and effect from it? Because what he've had four home runs over the course of two games, I don't know, bad talk radio, but I do know that I want to see him out there every day trying to slap dingers. I got a problem with Byron Buxton only playing 100 games. He's the best player in baseball. Well, you know, um, there are a lot of guys just come back and they say that they're refreshed, you know, and this is where players need to be honest with their manager. You know, I, I, I'm going to drop another Joe Torre story. Joe Torre said that Derek Jeter would hate giving days off, so he would go to Jeter early in his career and say, you know, well, what do you think about taking blah, blah, blah off? And Jeter would just say, no, I'm not taking it off. I'm fine. And then later in his career, Torre would say, would you rather have off Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yep. You know, and then he put it like that, and then Jeter would kind of think like, okay, you know, day game after a night game or Randy Johnson starting this day, you know, or whatever the case might be, and then kind of make your decision based on based on that. I mean, that's a great strategy 
to rest baseball players, and it's also a great strategy to figure out what your wife wants for dinner. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> Super smart move. Brandon Gold goes to the mound tonight. Uh, Isotopes are on a little bit of a two-game slide. Uh, I'm telling you right now, Brandon's going to pick up the W, and I'm excited for this one. How's that new strike zone? How's that new automated call? It continues to be seamless. I know it's only two games here, but I'm telling you, I, I bet you most people who have been here at this ballpark in Salt Lake City, Utah, have no idea that a computer is calling balls and strikes. It is that seamless. Now, the umpire yesterday, I felt for the cup first, like, two or three innings, he was a little bit more, like, a tiny bit slower with his, his just rhythm of calling ball or strike. A tiny bit. And that's probably only because I'm hypersensitive to it. So the system has not crashed. There has been no egregiously, outrageously bad calls where the, where the computer just messed up. It's worked the way it is supposed to work. Now, whether you like it or not is a different topic, and whether you agree with how the computer has been programmed is a different topic. But from an implementation and execution standpoint, seamless. Pretty good. So you said it's seamless so far, and the lovely people of Salt Lake City don't even notice? Correct. I mean, so, so, you're, so, that means- so it's not like they made a grand announcement, hey, everybody, here is the umpire putting this piece into his ear that tells him whether it's a ball or strike. Unless you're paying attention to this stuff really closely, there's very few people who probably know this. So follow-up question, no one's heckling the robot yet. No, okay. and it's not a robot. We're, I don't know how many times I need to tell people R2-D2 is not standing by home plate. <clears throat> okay, I'm writing this down. Right, not a robot. One, it is not. So a, yeah. You Just, ruined my plans yeah. for next Tuesday for cosplaying a robot Correct. at the lab. I have to ret- and, how do I return a whole Johnny Five costume? <laughs> It'd be hard. You know how hard it was to get a Johnny Five costume in your size? Johnny Five is alive. Ying and Yang for this team was in the – this was my game note favorite today. The Isotopes are in the top ten in, like, a lot of offensive categories that count, Josh, but they've given up the most hits in AAA baseball. What's going on with the boys? They're not, the bottom line is they're not getting it done, right? Now, they play in a ballpark that makes it very difficult to pitch, but it's not impossible to pitch. We've discussed this numerous times. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 not, they're not getting it done, and – they, they, they need to be better is the bottom line, and they know that. They're trying to get better, right? <laughs> it's their careers. It's not like they're they, – they need to be better, right? They've run into some good offenses, yes, and they've had some difficult challenges here or there, but they need to be better is the bottom line. What kind of compliments has Chris Bryant gave me on your broadcast yet? Just He's just, like, really impressed with you overall. I can say or? that he is unbelievably nice. He is yeah. seriously just – I've heard people joke about – oh, you know, his eyes really are sparkling. Oh, and I'm nah. like, whatever, shut up. And then you stand next to him, you start talking to him, you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're so really dreamy. Just <laughs> super they really dreamy, do Christmas. sparkle. Nice. And he is seriously just one of the nicest people ever. So, all right, so you say you're doing a good job. That's what I'm picking up here. It's pretty you know, what that. he did tell me is that outside of Joe Buck, you know, he, d- he can't think of any other reason to tune into a broadcast except for one of mine. I love that. Hey. Cut that off. All right. Let's save that forever. <laughs> Josh, uh, any any notes? What's on the pregame? Warren Schaefer's on the pregame, oh, and he guess. tells a fun story about how he told Brian Servan that he was going to the major leagues, and then I make fun of him for not making the story more dramatic, and we go back and forth about the reality of, of, of call-ups and, and all the different factors that are involved with it. Well, in theater of the mind, you got to make sure you got yeah. the storytelling aspect. He's like, yeah. Josh, i got to yeah. do 20 of these a year. Like, come on. I'm trying to teach Warren <laughs> that he really needs to get into selling these stories about guys getting call-ups in the major leagues for the first time because it's life-changing and how dramatic it is, and he's very matter-of-fact about it. And I'm like, no, man, we got to make these more fun. Yeah, no, this is not Moneyball. This is not, <laughs> yeah, you've been traded. What? No, this is 
everything you've worked for your entire life to this very moment is currently happening. By the way, here's a special Schaefer sign send-off gift. Yes. Two men on T-shirt. Fun quick fact. <laughs> when um, So we flew in, and it's Monday evening at, I don't know, 7.45, 8 p.m., and I hand serving his, his room key. Yeah. And then um, I see him and a bunch of his teammates leaving to go get something to eat in Salt Lake City. And I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. And then I wake up the next morning, and I got all these messages saying, like, hey, has Brian Servant been called up or Brian Servant's been called? And I was like, wait a minute. I just handed him his room key. I just saw him leave to go have dinner they with his teammates. And now he's in the major leagues? The lead on this story is Josh not invited to the going away party. No. <laughs> that's that's absolute travesty. Definitely burying the lead for a reason here. Where I just feel for my boy. Josh, we're going to see you, what, in like 30 minutes? Uh, 6.15. Yeah, 30 minutes. There we go. Josh right. Sushan, the absolute best broadcaster. I'm going to go eat by myself now. This is, oh. oh. <laughs> There's a lot of truth in the sadness of that sentence. <laughs> There's, are you a hot dog guy before the game? No way. No chance. Zero you, don't, chance. you don't remember Josh's hot dog rant? He's oh yeah, not eating a hot dog since July twenty. I first of all, let me apologize. Uh, that was bad broadcasting. What I meant to ask was, um, enjoy your pregame meal, Josh. You're the absolute Thank best. You. Me and, oh, me you, and know, jo- you guys are the best. Me and Josh for wildly different reasons. <laughs> this yes, hundred <laughs> percent. We're two men on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The sports animal. A little baseball roundtable before we find the top of the hour. Day game baseball, the New York Mets won today in exciting extra inning fashion as Pete Alonso walked off on a two-run shot on the second pitch that he saw from Giovanni Gallegos of my St. Louis Cardinals and beat him 7-6 to six on a home run that landed on top of that big red apple out there in center field. And there's nothing my team could do about it except stand there and look like losers. And then whenever Pete Alonso came around third, he took off his helmet and did a jump shot with it at home plate. And it actually looks super cool. And I think Pete Alonso is a really decent dude, but I'm having a hard time supporting him because he beat my team. Well, I'm conflicted. Because he Today, hit a, because he hit a baseball and turned it into a triangle with Mets news. Okay, because my first baseman on my fantasy team mm-hmm. is one Mister Pete Alonso. Oh, he's a big, strong guy. He's very good at baseball. He hits balls very, very far. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did it against your Cardinals today, uh-huh. which you know adds just a little sprinkle of extra pleasure. All right, we're going to say jerk stuff. But on the other end of that, in Mets news, that is bad for me. My my one A pitcher for my fantasy team, Max Scherzer, is out for six to eight weeks with a strained oblique. He called it too. I gotta take the good with the bad. He felt it immediately. Yeah, he said, "I'm done." Took him out of the game. Took himself out. There's two no doubters today for the Mets. One is Max Scherzer being out for six to eight weeks, and two is Pete Alonso hitting a ball that was space chimp adjacent. It hit a space chimp on the way oh down. God, did, he, I, did you see the highlight? He hit it so far. It is the definition of it's out of here. Oh, my. So very good. So stupid good. Moderate to high grade oblique strain on Max Scherzer. He's out six to eight weeks. His career is over. Uh, no. He's going to be back better than ever. Can't, will the Mets survive till the All-Star break? They'll be fine. Yeah, they're, they'll float 500 or maybe slightly above 500. Or slightly above. Knowing the Mets that they'll probably make an acquisition to hold themselves over until Scherzer and DeGrom are back. Why are there not I mean, more moves right now? And that, it's too early. Too early for who? Uh, it's too early for everyone except for the, Oakland. Uh, the Pirates and the Athletics. 
Because it used to and be, the Reds, of course. Because you would hold on to players because you wanted people to show up and watch your team. Oakland's drawn. I'm not joking. Like four thousand fans a game. Well, there's a fan boycott in Oakland. Well, there should be. I'm looking. They the, won't give them a stadium. They won't field a competitive team. So, like all the hardcore fans that used to be regulars at the County Coliseum. Now they're just not showing up. There's now no. I'm, now I'm assuming it's just the tickets they give away show up. Oh, like when you like sponsor something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there people are not at all. Averaging eight thousand four hundred and twenty-one fans. You know what that is? Less than the isotopes. Oof. The isotopes draw better. Triple A baseball draws better than Major League Baseball. And I wasn't saying that like a dig at the isotopes. It's not. The isotopes rake. They kill. They're very good. It's such a good product, and it's such a great stadium. Of course they kill it. In sports-adjacent news, Buck Showalter said he changed the voice of his Waze app, which is a like a like Google Maps kind of thing. Yeah, I'm familiar with Waze. Because the guy with the English accent was too smug, and it would, it would just tee him off real bad. That is hilarious. He says he changed it to a downloadable Cookie Monster voice because he's never been able to get mad at Cookie Monster. Well, he's never had his cookie jar raided by the Cookie Monster, obviously. (laughs) Left turn. (laughs) Nom, 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 nom. (laughs) Quit eating cookies and tell me which direction to turn, Mr. Monster. Hey, Buckshaw Walter is like super New York now. This is this is a big just, time move. He's just mad at everything all of a sudden. Hey, I'm driving here. Don't ask me about uh, Max Scherz. I gotta talk to you about the Cookie uh, Monster. <laughs> Cookie Monster is a different beast. When I was a kid, you try. You, all right, Griff, you're in on this too. Do you remember trying to emulate eating cookies as Cookie Monster when you were a kid? Duh, I still do. And you just put the cookie in your palm and yes. just smash it into your <laughs> face. Crumbs are going everywhere. Right, and you think it looks so cute. Yeah, but and Grandma Slow is like pissed. Yeah. She's like, Manfred, do you want ants? That's how you get ants. <laughs> what is this? A school for ants? What is this? A playground for ants? I'm into British Siri. Do you, I have British Siri. Is that what you have? Same. Oh, yeah. I change it immediately. Yeah, she's the one. There's no New Zealand or Australia. I was very disappointed. Well, no, there is Australian now. There's, there is now? Yeah. Oh, and, that's exciting. And the boy one's better than the girl one. I would do, I'd do the boy. Now, I'm not sure why I gendered that. You're not talking about the gender is better. You're talking about the voice is better. The boy... The, the masculine voice. The masculine sounding voice. Yeah, is better than the feminine or feminine adjacent voice. Right. But also, it's not the British voice, because the British voice is a is a rich familiarity to me. That's why I drink Bud Light. I'm used to it. Every butler in the history of the world I thought was British. I also... Thought, I thought only... Like, you know, like, it's only champagne if it's from the champagne region of France. Uh, otherwise, it's sparkling white it's, wine. It's only a butler if he's got an English accent. Speaking of Buck, nice of Buck Showalter to pick a fight with all of the British Empire. That's pretty good. We already did that in one. No need, Buck.
says it's too smug. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Cookie Monster. I've got two tarties. Nom, 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 nom. Today's I-9 Varsity, when we get back, is the I-9 Varsity of obscure musical references. Stoked. We're two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Play on Team I-9. We started our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. Spend our weeknights at Hollow Spirits. And we sip on that Teller Vodka. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Annual. Six o'clock. Welcome to Quitting Time. Fifteen more minutes of your boys before this becomes... Isotopes Radio Network. A. Marie on the production tonight. Games are only like two hours long now or something. Pretty fast. It's incredibly fast. Two hours, 20 minutes. Two hours, 20-something minutes averaging. I read yesterday that Major League Baseball is going to extend their game times to four and a half hours just to show everyone how good they've had it for so long and they need to stop their moaning. Schmatt, wicked so that's a super smart move for them. Always thinking the sponsors of the show. Support the sponsors. John Lopez Real Estate. I think John's on the program tomorrow. He's going to join us yesterday at Hollow Spirits. He uh, had a little league. He's just so busy. He's so busy. He's always doing stuff. So we'll do that tomorrow. That'll be a lot of fun. Producing for your boys tomorrow is a very special A. Marie episode of the program. So we're going to laugh with her a lot. What a bonus. That'll be fun. I think so. A little double duty doing the morning show, doing the afternoon show. Real serious sports talk in the morning. And then us. And then us. Yeah. Which is not that. It's a, it's adjacent. I'm gonna start the day at the YMCA tomorrow because I need to get my blood pumping. I need to get my I need to get myself going because of what I'm gonna choose to do to my body at Brandon Ortega's bachelor party tomorrow night. Which is betray it. I'm going to betray my health. Well, not really a betrayal, more like an all-out assault on your physical health. Yes. At the end of the night, I want to apologize to a lot of people. Today's R9 Varsity. Steph, were you jealous yesterday when we were at Hollow Spirits just having a blast with all the Gladiators players and all the friends of the show? Yes, and then I wanted to try all the menu stuff that you guys were testing out. You can come out with this next week. It'll be a blast. Be a super blast. League Office 280 at i9sports.com, 505-312-4999. Connect with i9 Sports, get your youth into athletics. Today's i9 Varsity is the i9 Varsity of obscure musical references. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now... If you want, I will go first. Kick off there, buddy. Okay. It's a very obscure musical reference to try to play Stairway to Heaven at anywhere that sells guitars. Okay. So I uh, don't think anyone does that. It's uh, not that rift, not right here. Fred, you made up the rules to this varsity, and Mm -hmm. you're already getting them wrong. Oh, what do you mean? That's impressive. I don't think that's true at all. I think that's a very good one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Give me one second. Take all the time you I'm need. So sorry. You want me to go twice in a row? I um. I lost. I, I lost my list. Well, I can go uh, twice in a row. If, okay, go and then I'll go twice. Okay. Of obscure musical references. Turns out most Rush songs are about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's a good one. So there you go. Yeah. It's there's a. Uh, Obscure musical reference. 
uh, talking about going into the the Shire. It's a big part of it. Okay. Sorry, I, I closed my list. That's, stupid. That's, why, that's what I did. That was stupid I of you. Yeah. I told you I just got the computer refurbished. New hard drive. I got to set it up all over again. Okay. Like I'm using a computer for the first time today. Uh-huh. The, uh, the Rolling Stones song, Fred. You know I'm a big Rolling Stones fan. Mm-hmm. Rolling Stones song, Angie, is about a woman named Angie. All right. Yeah. What? Yep. Don't know if I know about this one. Um. Okay, got it. Okay. <laughs> uh, before joining the Yardbirds and eventually going on to forming Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Page was a gun for hire for Tom Jones and a lot of early Kink songs. So there's an obscure musical reference that Jimmy Page, uh, Gun for Hire, just a backup, little backup guitar for a pretty famous artist out there. Tom Jones kind of became a caricature of himself. That's true. Tom Jones is underrated. Mm-hmm. He's underrated. I'm, I'm going to say that for on behalf of the Tom Jones Family Foundation. But, you know, we're talking about Michael Jackson earlier. Mm-hmm. How you know he owned the Beatles catalog, and That's you know, now, yeah. especially Sony Michelle, the running back for the Dolphins, he owns it now. Yep, not true. You know, did, you, did you know Michael Jackson's song "Billie Jean" ah was about a woman named Billie Jean? Fun one to that. Cheryl Crow actually sung "Back Up" in "Bad," but not a lot of people know that. Really, isn't that a fun one? That's an actual one. Why did they let her sing if it was so bad? Will Smith, Will Farrell is the drummer for Red Hot Chili Peppers. So there's one. That's a it's a very fun, obscure musical reference. He uh, is the drummer. It's not Chad Smith. It's Will Smith. I mean, Farrell. Will Farrell. Thank you. Will Farrell in disguise this whole uh-huh. time. He's a busy guy. Much like John Lopez of John Lopez Real Estate, mm, like Bowell Banker Legacy. Like Speaking of friends of the show... We go to a lot of Isotopes games. That's true. In almost every Isotopes game, they play um, Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. Very good. Yeah. It's big in Boston sports lore as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of baseball stadiums. Did you know that the song Sweet Caroline is about a woman named Caroline, Fred? Did you know that? It's, it's not that obscure. That's oh, it's a pretty obvious one. Oh, okay. Um. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah. Noted. Did you know, Van? Okay. The backing vocals on Girls, Girls, Girls. Not the Motley Crue one, but the Jay-Z one from the Blueprint album mm-hmm. were done by Michael Jackson. Really? There you go. That I didn't know. There you go. I think I knew all the other ones. The Well, you need to know more about Rockaway, really. Did you... Did you know this one, Fred? Okay. Earlier we was talking about Michael Jackson owning all the, the Beatles masters. Let me give you a fun fact about the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Did you know the song Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds? Uh-huh. Was not about a woman. No. 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 No, it's about acid. What? It's about LSD. That's what Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds stands for. You thought, oh! you, 
Thought it was going to be another woman's name, didn't yes, you, Fred? you had me. And then I did the old switcheroo at the end. Now, a little bit of an obscure musical reference here. One time, Carly Simon wrote a song. Okay. And knowing you, Van, okay. you probably thought that song was about you. Because? It was not. It was not about you, Van. Um, is you're so Van. You're so Van. You probably thought this song yeah. was about you. I did. For years. It's not? No. Okay. You mentioned the Kinks earlier. That's true. Yeah. Their biggest hit, Lola. Ah. La, 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 la. Yeah. Believe it or not. Was about a woman named Lola, Fred. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's what the song was about. Pretty good one. Yeah. Did you know the song "The Joker" by the Steve Miller Band? Okay, is not on Prince's soundtrack for the Batman movie. So, fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, riddle me this. Yeah, it's uh. What is it on? It's, uh, on that Steve Miller Band album, um, the one where some people call him Maurice. <whistles> Pompidus is indeed a made-up word. It's fake. It's always been fake. Yeah. Didn't exactly coin it, though. It was uh, originally in a medallion's. It don't matter. It's fine. Okay. I had a way better list until you like switch up the rules. So I switched up my rules at the okay. last second. What was your other rule? I'm not telling you. Next time, months will go by, and we forget about this varsity, mm -hmm. and we do this varsity again some random time. I already got my list ready. Beards were made famous by the Beach Boys. Beers? Beards. Nah. Because Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson of the... Because he's a fake gay boyfriend. No, he uh, was a pitcher for the San Francisco minutes, Giants who... Oh, I thought you meant like that kind of beard. No, like no. All, like all the women that hang out with Aaron Rodgers. That's like not, that kind of beard. Oh, true. That's... Yeah. Allegedly. I meant to say that. Allegedly. You have to say allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. What is a scaramooch? Oh, that's at, right after that. You do the Fandango. Yeah, but I, I don't know what any of those things is. Why not? I don't even know what a Bismilia is. Bismilia? Isn't that what it is? Scaramooch, Scaradoose, when you do the Fandango. Thunderbolts of lightning? Ah. Very, very frightening. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You can't just throw out word-adjacent words. Scaramouche? Yeah. Scaramouche? Did you hear that, Dr. Seuss? Can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Messes up the whole thing. Also, how does this is not even a real one? The Proclaimers are a Scottish band. How do they sound Australian? Do they? You don't think they do? Those are the people that walked a bunch of miles. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like how does Ozzy sound like perfectly normal when he sings and when he talks, you can yeah. barely understand yeah. him. So like, that's got to be an Americanizing thing, because Oasis did that too. Yeah, when they sing, they sound American. They sound American. Yeah, it's rock and roll. Bush thing. does that. The Stones do that. Mm -hmm. Is that called Americanizing? I don't know. Should I be offended? I, that's what I'm asking right now. I'm not sure. Are we being or is culturally it like what appropriate? We call our radio voice. It's well. It's just my voice. 
I do have one that I turn on, like code switching. Right before the broadcast, I do this move. I go, punch in, Freddie. And I go, and then I'm here. He's never done that once. It's Thursday, Albuquerque. It's real. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610 D. Are you doing Delilah? Is that what that was? I'm doing me with like 10% more me. It's Still Rock and Roll to Me by Billy Joel is a song that plays tribute to rock and roll. Still. I was running out of me's. Okay. So that's kind of what I got caught with there. (laughs) Ice Topes Baseball will follow us tonight. This is a fun little interview with Josh Sushan. He sat down with Skipper Warren Schaefer. They talked a lot about call-ups and talked about the dynamic whenever it relates to a, a manager and a player and them ascending to Major League Baseball the next level. Looks like my favorite St. Louis Cardinal, Tyler O'Neill, is on the shelf for a little bit. Sucks for my boy who lost an arbitration. Is that why he's on the shelf? No, he's on the shelf because he faked an injury because he sucked since opening day. Do you? So do you think, because now the IL is like shorter and cheaper and easier, Yeah. do you think that's a big part of that? 100%. We're just talking about load management. It's all manipulation yeah, stuff? Yeah, they're just faking it. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying I don't like it. Just be honest that he needs a break. That's what I'm saying. Because it's going to – you can't say that, oh, we got to send him down to AAA to clear his head. With the, I feel like you can with like what I'm going to call Zach Grinky rules. I feel like you can be like – Mental health day. Mental health day. Yeah. Take it. Hey, you know what? You're not pitching this road trip? Stay home. That one works for me. Or, hey, meet us at the next stop. Do what you got to do. I trust you. You're a pro. Everyone in this room's a pro. We're not here because we're not. I mean, what do you think's worse for his mental health, for the yips or whatever he's going through? Faking an injury or getting shut down, sent down, excuse me. I think it's faking it. That's worse. Because you're lying to the populace. You know he's struggling. You know he's not seeing the ball right. When he didn't struggle in Memphis, that's what got him up to St. Louis. Yeah. Because he, he spent most of his minor league time in Tacoma. He's had two all-star caliber, caliber years in a row. Right. And then now he's just a shell of himself. Any final words? Obviously wor- mental. Any final words, Van? Hey, make sure you check out the opening drive tomorrow with Jeff JJ and tomorrow's producer, Amory. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.